Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scions of the Southland recap show. Uh, as always, my name is Akshay Schwarin, and joining me is a man who apparently, uh, from what we were talking about off air, does not like Cleveland. Uh, Mr. Jake Grant, care to explain? Um, well, I think that one's a little bit self-explanatory if we know my baseball predilections, but... Um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm still stuck in uh, LeBron was annoying to me as a child, playing the Bulls a lot. And uh, it's just not a very nice place if you're from there and listening to this. Uh, just sub in Detroit for all of those things. And if you're from Detroit, uh, you didn't hear that last sentence. So there you go. Womp womp. Hey, I mean, you enjoyed your time in Detroit a couple of years ago. Uh, when we got crushed in a bowl game, that was fun. I mean, gambling is fun. Oh, that's true. That is true. I thought this was supposed to be the relentless positivity episode of this podcast. Well, you know, you know, we'll get there. You'll you'll have your fun for that. You promise? Uh, <laughs> you know, pinky pinky promise here. Um, All right. So yeah. So like uh, Jake sort of alluded to, we will talk about uh, Georgia Tech footballs. Uh, 56-33 victory over Duke uh, from last night as we're recording this on Sunday night. Uh, we'll talk about the wide world of non-rev sports, um, including uh, newest member of the non-rev sports category, men's basketball, um, who has been dropped to said category because, uh, um, you know, actually, we'll, we'll save that one. We'll, we'll get there. Um, and then we'll we'll also talk about uh, next week's supposed football game versus NC State. Uh, however, we are still looking at a kickoff time for that one, I believe. So, Mr. Grant, let me let me get my trusty little uh, handy dandy timer out here. Thirty five minutes on the clock. Are you ready? Let's zoom. Let's go. All right, three, two, one, here we go. Women's basketball, now one and one after games versus Georgia State and Athens Community College. Uh, I watched most of the Georgia State game uh, and bits and pieces of the Athens game earlier today. Um, the, I think the State win was pretty good, uh, but uh, after a thrashing Athens uh, I think it was in Athens last year. This yep. game was disappointing. This game today was disappointing, I would say. Yeah, I went in with uh, pretty high expectations after last year. Um, I didn't get to watch any of the Georgia State game, but um, I did watch all the Athens game, and uh, they have a they have a big man, well, big woman, um, who just backdoor all day. Um, I think it's Jenny Stidey. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm probably mispronouncing that. It's like a it's it's a it's five a letter Italian? name that starts with an S. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, um the broadcast was pretty high on her and and looking at the box score um as we were preparing. Uh she I mean she did lead all the all players with uh with a bunch of points. I think at one point uh Right before OT, it was 21 points, and I'm sure um, that total was increased in OT. But I think the general consensus here is it was a 
not so fun outing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like we said, expectations. Um, I want to know where Kira Fletcher is. Uh, quite frankly, that is puzzling to me. And, and Nell was definitely playing with a bigger rotation than I think we're uh, used to seeing from men's or women's basketball. So it was interesting just to see, you know, they only had, I think, eight players dressed today. You're playing with pretty tight rotations with somewhat of foul trouble, but not really. I, I don't know. Um, Hermosa can ball. Uh, Kubai can ball. We knew that. Um, Loda Mylotman can ball. Those were all great to see. Loyal McQueen uh, definitely can play. Probably a couple times tried to do a little too much, but she's young. It's her second game, first Power 5 game. It There's good takeaways here. I don't want us to be like, gosh, like, wow, they could have made more free throws because first thing they did when they came out of the locker room was shoot free throws. That is a good thing. Like, <laughs> Um, oh, I have I have more on this in another basketball-related sport later on. <laughs> basketball-related non-rev sport. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, the um, they did the exact same thing they do to Georgia State every year, uh, and they played a very similar game to the game they usually play against uh, Georgia. Um, but uh, no, not to sound down. These gals are talented. They'll figure something out. My only like. Uh, what's going on, I guess, not instead of just like, all right, tighten it up, is I'd like to know where Kara Fletcher is because they still I use her on promo. People have mentioned her. Like, like where I, I can, I can what? answer that question for you. I think she is injured because uh, at one point the broadcast did show her in sweats uh, on the bench or whatever we're calling this loose amalgamation of players in a corner uh, this season. Um, so She's around. She just didn't dress for this game. I assume it's an injury or a fitness concern. Um, I I know we've seen a lot of other teams around the country be uh, secretive about, or more secretive uh, nowadays about about their injuries and their, um, you know, which players are one hundred percent. So it might be it might be something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew. I I knew. I knew she was still around. Like between seeing her in sweats promo materials and I I'm a bad person I should remember this um but Fortner definitely did mention it during her preseason press conference I just cannot for the life of me remember what that is so oops but I don't know it felt like last year these two teams were kind of on diverging paths um and now it feels like they've verged back together (laughs) Crabs in a bucket, kind of, maybe. Not as bad as the egg bowl. Yeah, I mean, the egg bowl is the egg bowl. I don't think anything in women's basketball, no offense to women's basketball, really matches the unique pleasures of the Mississippi Old Miss, or Mississippi State Old Miss um, football game each year, so. I mean, pleasures is one way to put it. Anyway, back on topic. Uh, next up, uh, Swim had a dual meet versus Florida State and Georgia. I don't think we talked about this when we were last on the air two weeks ago, but do you want to give us the rundown here? Yeah, and we definitely didn't talk about it uh, last time we were on the air because it hadn't happened yet. Um, See, I knew that we hadn't talked further, about it. it was an- it, it was an invitational, um, which I think is an interesting uh, place to start because um, if you're 
familiar with the NCAA swimming rule book like very few people actually are, but I actually bothered to uh, kind of dig into kind of like the scoring stuff um, this year because I'm, you know, project we're working on. Um, anyways, in uh, most swimming competition, uh, basically everywhere but the NCAA, um, relays count for double that of individual events. And that is true in the NCAA for invitationals. Um, for tri meets, quad meets, dual meets, that kind of thing. It is not true. So that is an important distinction to make when we're talking about Athens um, and the uh, the invite that they had up there two weeks ago because uh, relays are scoring double. Um, everybody's getting second swims. And that's how you wind up with some good stories too, right? We have um, our – both teams got third out of three teams. Um, the Florida State-Georgia Tech gap was close. The UGA-Georgia Tech gap was not um, – but that's what happens when you have one of the best programs in the country, uh, Rumbles, what, 80 you know, miles just, up the road. Yeah. Just, um, I don't want to have to talk before about I start grumbling. I, I was going to say, I don't want to have to talk about how amazing UGA is at swimming just, because you know, high, high that, executive summary, executive summary, is, let's power through it. That is a, um, personal, uh, aneurysm causing fact in my life. But, um, but no, they, they swam really well, I would say. Um, we have our first individual A cut, which means automatic consideration for the national championship. And it came on the women's side. Um, men got two relays to that mark and then a boatload of B cuts. Um, if you want to hear more about that, check out last week's Yellow Jacket Roundup. There's literally too many for me to uh, to say. You wrote but a lot of stuff. Basically, there was, there was a lot of meat on that. On that. Exactly. Um, basically, um, the men need somebody to get an A cut, and then all the dominoes will fall. Their relays will qualify. In fact, all of their relays will qualify. Um, associated other um, swims, um, because of being associated with relays, will be able to happen. Um, but we just need the one. Uh, but in the past, we have had our two seniors, um, star seniors on the guy's side, Christian Ferraro and uh, Kyle Puputis. Um, both get a cuts in one or multiple events so i'm not too concerned about that it just hasn't happened yet um you can you can tack on the team's five records there too i believe one came in diving one was on the women's side and then the two men's a cut relays as mentioned uh and a uh and a 200 freestyle relay as well so like i said very solid weekend um the a couple of lineup uh gaps were pretty noticeable but you know that's what happens in covid and sign of the times kind of thing we don't need to write too much into the third versus second versus first i think what matters more is the parts of georgia tech's lineups that we need to be functioning well come the spring are looking pretty good um hopefully that translates into an acc meet we're not really sure when that'll be um, NCAAs is up in the air because Iowa cut their swim program right after they put a bunch of renovations into the pool and were set to host the national uh, championship. Bad look. Um, I, I said I tweeted this yesterday, but um, Boston College has won ACC title despite having 26 sports in uh, uh, 15 years of competition across all of them. In the ACC, they have one uh, title to show for it. That's awkward. Um, as is Iowa 
potentially hosting a national championship in a sport that they cut <laughs> this year. It, you um, know, you know, it's fine because now they've found found the money to pay Kirk Ferentz's buyout. There, there you go. Um, but that's that's a different Ugh, segment of the podcast. Right. But no, no, that, that the point is, and I, I think it's worth saying about women's basketball too is like they're gonna figure it out. I, I can. Loda Mylotnin is not going to only score six points in a game every game. She can't. Like, that's just not how the season is going to go. They're, they're going to figure out the rotation. Fletcher, depending on what it is that's up with her, she'll come back. She was, she's our point guard, right? She's been an important part of the team for a long time. Swimming, Pampudis is going to get that A cut whenever it comes. Hopefully, I think the biggest telling part is we have all these these pieces on the guy's side and several on the women's side, too, is – getting them all healthy and into a lineup, I think we will finally kind of be able to turn the corner that, especially on the guy's side, we've really been in the ballpark of for a long time now. So, And, and to be clear, just because you're talking about multiple sports at the same time, you're talking about men swimming there. Um, right? Yeah, but also the women too, I would say. Okay, okay. Just because um, we, we mixed in some basketball there. So I just want to oh, make sure and, we had we had everything straight. No, because I do want to I do want that parallel to be in there is women's basketball. Right. We haven't been in the tournament in almost six years now. And it seems like every year is going to be that year that they turn the corner and just losing one game to UGA, a, a good team, a historically pretty good team isn't the nail in the coffin. Right. Getting third at a relative not meaningless, but, you know, it. We'll see what happens in ACC play for the ladies' uh, hoops, and we'll see what happens at the uh, ACC championships for men and women swimming is is kind of the point I'm going to say. You can't see this, but I'm nodding along positively because podcasting is a visual medium. And this is the relentless positivity episode. We're saying nice things about women swimming. We're saying encouraging things after a tough overtime loss to UGA. but, uh, oh, oh! Just wait. I have the other foot coming, coming oh, soon. We'll, we'll get oh, there. And, we'll... and I, I would like to get in one dig um, that swimming may not be a major sport, but going up against uh, UGA in the water is a pretty major deal. Um, so if certain other, uh, you know, tech coverage type folks don't want to oh, cover it, don't, and then don't call everybody out about that. Don't be mm. petty. It's fine. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on that one. We're we're gonna move on. Um, all right. Other updates from around the flats. Uh, softball wrapped up spring or the fall practice while we were out. Um, and baseball uh, is working on putting down some brick uh, on their new complex. Have you had a chance to go up there recently and check it out? As a matter of fact, I have, and it looks beautiful. It's a little smaller than I thought it was going to be, um, but I—I I actually did the math too. Um, we're only about—of course you did. We're only about two months out from, you know, the run-up to the season. Granted, it's like two and a half months, but it's going to be done. But by, by the time that the season starts, that thing is going to have, you know, its windows and brick and and all that. Um, looks very sharp. Um, 
So hey, they'll get that get done, but they won't finish the uh, the student center on time. Dude, the student center is not supposed to be done for another year and a half. Enjoy yeah, the uh, but I'm gonna, food but, truck, kids. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> standing by my point because I've never seen a construction project at Georgia Tech end on time. That is true. Um, yeah, it's always no, a risk. Um, Georgia Tech, I guess West Village finished on time, but that's already cracking. So <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of other problems with West Village that you know maybe it should have it needed some more time to to bake there. We we can um, we can dice that up another time. Yeah, that's 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 a different segment of the podcast. Let's keep moving. The uh, newest entry to our non-revenue sports category is men's college basketball, who is now zero and two after dramatic losses to Georgia State and Mercer. Do Do you want to start? Do Do you want to do the positive bits so I can be the bad cop here? Um. Yeah, sure. I I can do that. Um, I really, really, really like watching Moses Wright play this year. Um, Dude knocked down, I think he's got three threes in his first two games. Um, That is an aspect of his game that he never had. But he's really grown into the four role. The only problem with that is we don't have a five. (laughs) So we have fantastic development there. um, And I think... I think uh, Jordan Maka, watching him a little bit, I really liked flashes of his play. Um, trying to tie all this together. I don't know. I, I just need to see more from the guards. Oh, and Bubba Parham. Really, really liked him out on the court. Um, in person, he passed the eye test against Mercer, I think. And then watching in general against Georgia State. Okay, you you good? You get you get all your all your positives in. Yeah, those are my positives. Now tear them. Okay. Shreds. All <laughs> right, bad cop time. Um, I didn't like either of these games. Uh, and it was incredibly frustrating. It was honestly, and and I will be one hundred percent like blunt here. It was incredibly frustrating to watch both of them, especially the Georgia State game, which went to four overtime because it just wouldn't end and uh, you could kind of see the same mistakes happening over and over again um i think you can kind of hand wave away the loss to georgia state because i think we touched on this in the writers room georgia state is a consistent tournament team they consistently um placed in the like the top uh couple places in in the sun belt um they they they're a good basketball team um but they're still a mid-major and tech should not be like should should not be in the position where they lose to mid-majors. That is doubly yeah. true for the Mercer game, where Tech not only lost to a mid-major, but looked like a mid-major. Um they had a lot of trouble guarding uh guarding the three, even though that's that was basically Mercer's bread and butter all night. Um, a lot of the offensive sets in both games were, were pretty frustrating and, and, and were frequently empty. I, I think we came into the season um, talking about the recruiting class and talking about the, the finish at fifth in the ACC last season. And, and I, I was quick to note the caveats that came along with that finish in the ACC. Um, 
I think we we sort of need to talk about resetting our expectations here, right? Um, especially as Tech prepares to play uh, Kentucky, I think this week or, or the beginning of next week. Um, it is, obviously we should note that Kentucky has had some trouble with Richmond um, earlier today, um, and we've been seeing weird results across the country just in general uh, in terms of who's been able to get more practice time and who's had. Uh, more rigorous practices. Um, but that being said, I think we, we do need to talk about resetting our expectations for what we're seeing this season. Um, it's been touched on a lot that this is Passner's make or break year. Um, and he needs, and I, I would say, and I would go on the record as saying, he needs to make the tournament to, for this to be a successful year with all the you know, the implications that come with successful year. Um, and it, I don't think it's extraordinarily reactionary to sit here at Owen two and say, they'll grow into it, but I'm not sure that they'll get it done. Well, I feel like that's what, that's what happens every year though. And this year was supposed to be the, all right, we already did all that losing and growing now that these guys are juniors and seniors, you know? Because this whole thing has been, let's get old and let's stay old, right? And now, now that old. you have Jose Alvarado, that's a senior. You have Michael DeVoe, that's a junior. You have uh, a lot of transfer talent that you've brought in. Um, you have, uh, I think Moses Wright is also a junior. All of nope, your guys are senior. upperclassmen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like making my point for me here. All of these guys are upperclassmen. This is passers team back to front yep. and I, I will I will put the end the cap on this as politely as I can I hope that they grow into this season and play better as it stretches on I think the caveat that I have to offer here again is that a lot of these practices that they've been doing have been non-contact because of COVID restrictions and just being generally more cautious um, about COVID, I think that approach should be applauded, especially considering what we're seeing across uh, college football and the NFL recently. But on the flip side, if you're looking at this from a pure sporting view, and I know this is a bad place to be when we're dealing with a pandemic, it's kind it 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 kind of sucks. <laughs> It it blows. Um, it's a it's just a bad situation to be in. But like the the thing is, there were times when they looked like like it was all right. It's time for Jordan Usher or Mike DeVoe or whoever to just take the ball and make something happen. And like I I, I don't know. I came up in this program as a fan, dreading. Almost every time Todrick Jackson would touch the ball, right? It'd be like, <laughs> like, oh, no, he's either going to do something incredible or incredibly stupid um, or just selfish, I guess. I, I don't know. Not to hate on the guy. I really like watching him no, play. No, no, no. The, but, point, the, but like, the point you're trying to make is he was always trying to make a play. Whether he made the play or not is secondary, but he was always trying to make one. Well, at, but no, but like. I don't know. Like this seems like the it, it. I feel like I've seen like the selfish end of that, 
the past two games, right? Like, it's like, all right, it's just my time. I'm calling my own number instead of the like, uh-oh, I guess I better do something. Like, it's less of a deer in headlights and more like a I'm the charging bull kind of thing. Mm, but maybe okay. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm writing too much into it, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the offense is seeing a lot of chemistry. And that's a shame because I think we've seen a lot of great stuff with uh, uh, Mike and Jose in particular in the past two years. But, you know, this is this is why they play the games, right? It, it's not a gimme for Tech to beat State, for Richmond uh, to lose to Kentucky. Like, the, these are why we play games. For Georgia Tech to beat the Citadel, like the, the, this oh, is. Oh no 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 no! You oh you had to put that stinger in there, didn't you? Yeah, I did, because that's how I feel. <laughs> um, Hell's heart, you strike at the. Uh, welcome to the club. Um, but no, like this team isn't any less talented than it was on Monday. Yeah, it's just I. So I think... we have time. We have. We have talent. It's the frustrating thing, right? It's uh, it, it's kind of like been w- watching the Falcons this season. This is going to be an adventure. Just bear with me. You see that they can do things. You know that they have the talent to do things, but they make the exact same mistakes every single time, and it leads to the same result. Yep. God, that it does. That's all I got. I, I we'll we'll see how the season unfolds. Like I said, the best way that I can put it is that I hope they figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> for for your sake and mine. Uh, yeah, I could. Uh, I'm I'm sure that a lot of people's livers would be very happy if they figured it out. Yeah, that hits too right. close to home. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, let's take a look-see at the ACC football schedule from last week and rattle off a couple scores. Uh, We are just over 10 minutes left in our timer here, so we'll probably have to play through the whistle. Um, This usually is rivalry week, but, uh, you know, things are are weird nowadays. So let's start at in the Black Friday slot. On Friday, November 27th in at 3.30 Eastern on ABC, number two, Notre Dame, 31, number 19, North Carolina, 17. Yeah, I don't think uh, the uh, fight in Mac Brown's got the message that the game is 60 minutes, not 30. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... UNC definitely gave Notre Dame something to think about early, but Notre Dame just and Ian Book just went full on backyard football and sort of screwed around, made plays, and won this game. Fun to yep. watch. I mean, uh, I would. I mean, I was watching big game, so I only caught you know snippets of this one, but it was fun to watch. Are we seriously going to have a fight about uh, Cal Stanford in the middle of our no, 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 no. That's right that's for later. <laughs> that's that's for later. <laughs> Uh, right. Moving on to, to Saturday's slate, the nooner on ACC Network, North Carolina State 36, Syracuse 29. Uh, I will note that Syracuse ended the game with a spike on fourth and one. 
That was one of the least football-aware plays I've ever seen. And if I was a Syracuse fan, I would be righteously upset. Yeah. But then again, uh, the nation watched Tom Brady do that like a month ago in an NFL game. So it's like kind of excusable. That's true. That's true. You, you can't see this, but I'm, I'm shrugging my shoulders. Podcasting is a visual medium, as I always say. Name a more iconic duo than Akshay and shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> I, I had something for this. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit this. Um, the 3.30 slot on ABC, Pittsburgh 17, number three, Clemson 52. I thought it was going to be worse. <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't worse. I, it was like 35 to zip in the first quarter. Yep. Well, Gabo might also have had mercy on them, which I don't think you could say the same thing about the Georgia Tech and uh, the Clemson. So, Nope. Moving on, the 4 p.m. slot on ACC Network, Louisville 27, Boston College 34. Yeah, um, I didn't watch any of this game, so I have no opinions. This was a game that happened for I also did not watch this game. But from what I am told um, and what I've seen so far this season, Jeff Halfley has done a really nice job at at Boston College. Um, And they're back on their feet for the first time since Jeff – I can never get his name right. Jeff Jagodzinski was the head coach there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they fired him because he took an NFL interview. Yep. That was bad. I was going to say, that, like, that was a really dumb reason to fire somebody who was pretty good. But, like, I guess it's about the hashtag honor, but I don't know. I've seen dumber, I guess. Fair. Have I? Eh, I'll, I'll think on that one and get back to you. Um, in the 8 p.m. slot would have been UVA versus FSU, but that one was canceled or I think postponed day of because of COVID issues at Florida State. Um, So that makes two weeks in a row that Florida State has had games postponed day of um, due to COVID issues on either team. So that about rounds it out um, for the ACC. Do you want to go ahead and quickly talk about our game versus Duke? Yes, for sure. Um, And – it was it was quite a game. What an what an offense! It was a football game. Slot. We we played a football game with good takeaways. That's pretty cool. Okay, you you go first so you can get all the good cop out. Um, Gibbs, otherworldly. Um, he's really Indeed. good. Agreed. Sims uh got some movement in there uh, even when he was under pressure. Uh, we only saw one really bad like yike, and I think that was the interception. Um, everything from him else specifically, was, to clarify, from, him, from, from him. Sims specifically. Oh, there, there was some other big picks. Um, we'll get there. Also, we'll get there. Way, way to take adversity, i.e. giving up that safety. Um, and one, forcing what was definitely a safety, but not having that call in your favor. And then on the next, very next play, saying, screw it, and uh, forcing a fumble for a touchdown. Um, also, that leads me to my next point. Uh, making all eight extra points, eight for eight. Uh, I don't know what's in Gavin Stewart's water, but uh, keep putting whatever, it in there. 
Yeah. Um, Keep putting it, it in there weird. and maybe take him off the NCAA drug test list. It was weird to see the refs stick their hands straight up after a kick instead of doing the side to side, you know, uh, <laughs> waving motion. Um, I stole that from Andrew Chow. If you're listening, uh, thank you. Credit to you. Um, but uh, but yeah, no kicking. Uh, we had a we had touchback. Um, I uh, I don't know. Um, that's that that's what I got. Tear me to shreds. All right, good cop. Here's the bad cop. Um, offensive line could use some work. Uh, Duke was able to get a lot of pressure with only a couple guys up front. Um, <laughs> they really only got screwed because Sims is is mobile. Um, and even then, Sims had trouble knowing when to scramble, um, especially early on in the game. But he was able to do that a lot better and time those a lot better as uh, as the game progressed. Um, this is mean of me to put in the in the cons category, but Gibbs did suffer an injury uh, at the end of the first half. He was on crutches in the second half, uh, despite a massive day for him. So we hope he's healthy. Um, and able to play out the rest of the season, whatever that looks like. Um, on, on the defensive side of the ball, um, you could see, and I am not a scheme expert here, but even I could see that Chase Bryce had a lot of one-on-one coverages uh, on deep balls that he was trying to exploit. And he did this every single series on like a, a couple pass plays and he almost hit them three or four or five times um, and he kept finding them. So clearly something there was not working. Um, we also saw some, uh, some zone coverage breakdown um, on the, uh, on one Duke touchdown. I think that was the only one of the second half um, where uh, a corner on Georgia Tech followed his receiver instead of staying in his zone, um, forcing the linebacker to sort of be in no man's land as the as the pass came in. Uh, that was a little not fun to watch. Um, Tech got good pressure on the edges, and they were really good about tackling uh, outside of the offensive tackles. Uh, but the defensive tackles and sort of everything up the spine um, – they had some trouble there, uh, and that's what I'm looking for next week to, to get better. Um, the yikes that you touched on, um, cons- there was a punt that was mishandled that gave Duke its first touchdown where the returner sort of jogged back to pick it up instead of or, – or to catch it out of the air instead of – letting it hit the end zone and then bobbled it and it fell into the end zone. Um, so that's an easy touchdown right there. Um, and then there was the safety on the other end in just a mess of a two minute drill in the second half for both teams um, and the broadcast, honestly, um, where uh, a Georgia tech kick returner stepped out of bounds just slightly while catching a kick that was going out of bounds um and the ball was spotted at the four and tech gave up a safety there so tech did give up nine points just for free effectively uh uh, there but they got i guess they got seven of those back uh because of duke on the other end with that uh 
strip sack in the end zone that you mentioned. All in all, you know, bad cop is content, not pleased, not disappointed, but content. How about that? We won a game. We can still finish the season with a winning record. How's that? You're doing the good cop positivity thing again. God, this is what this is why you you know you get too much into a role when I give one to you. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I'm a method actor. A method actor. This is what they teach me in the George Woodruff School of Mechanical Engineering. Mechanical method acting. Yeah. Uh, you should see my uh, you should see my Matthew McConaughey impression. I really don't want to. <laughs> Neither do I, honestly. I really don't want to. We're about to hit the whistle here, uh, but we will play through. I think, in general, my take is, and I think I put this on Twitter too. Very rough, rough first half, just all around. Like the lights broke, both teams had it rough. The refs were having a rough day. It was just that bad. Was sad. Honestly, the lights breaking was a bummer. Also, turn that off. We're not done. <laughs> I, I uh, said play through the whistle. Fair, fair. Um, what's our stoppage time at? No, no, no stoppage. No, time. no, um, we're not. <laughs> um, not going that far with this bit. Our, uh, our, our lights are definitely a gimmick, but I also think they're really cool. And as much as it is, as it's not something I want to admit that I really, really like, um, I was very much disappointed that that uh, fizzled. I think that's part of the appeal of playing under the lights. But um, but no, they. I don't know what it is about this team and uh, night games, true night games at Bobby Dodd, but um, just thinking back on the last couple we've had, Louisville, Duke, NC State last year, um, Miami 20, uh, 2018, Wake Forest 2017. Like, I don't know what it is. There was also Virginia, Virginia in 2018. That was a night game. I thought it was a like a four o'clock. Was that a, it was a weird kick, but I remember the OT was definitely at night. Yes, that is true. Um, might have been a five o'clock kick. That was, that was the, I think that was the week that ACC Network did 11, 2, 5, and 8 or something like that. Yuck. Because Pitt, Pitt played an 11 a.m. Eastern time game one year. Um, <sighs> one year, yeah. Just watch us be put in that slot versus NC State next week. You know, you know, we'll, we'll get there. I, I, I don't even want to imagine it. Yeah, no. I, uh, at least it wouldn't be a home game um, in an 11 o'clock slot. That would be awful. Yuck. Absolutely awful. Barf. But uh, until we know that that's happening, we don't even have to uh, pretend that it is. So... Um, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, rough first half. Things cleaned up in the second half. I I feel very weird about this game. Like, part of me says that I, I was not, like, super confident in Tech winning this game until they went up with the last touchdown, I think. Um, going up I think that's- to... Go ahead. It just Sorry. felt like one of those games. It it felt like one of those games where, and and believe me, I've watched a lot of Atlanta Falcons football over the last 
X number of years. It felt like it felt like one of those. And uh, but but I think pu- pushing over fifty um, just helped seal it. And I mean, it's a good offensive performance at the end of the day. So I'll find my things to complain, but they're you know my typical things to complain about. Yeah. Um, oh, one last thing, uh, positivity that I want to get in. Tariq Carpenter, looking good. Good job, Tariq. Oh, right, 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 right. I, I did want to br- bring him up. He had a really, really good game. He had the he had a pick. I think he also had a forced fumble somewhere in there. And he was also ha- was a vicious tackler uh, on on the edge. He sniffed out a lot of um, a lot of screen plays, a couple of swing passes. It was really, really awesome to see him have uh, a good day. Yeah, he he looked like he was playing with both vigor and awareness, and I think that, that is something, uh, a combination that we tend to only get one of the two of in general. You know, like like somebody playing with a lot of heart, but not a lot of like uh, precision. And and he was definitely he had a very well um, uh, well adjusted game yesterday. I would say. Mm-hmm. All right, let's quickly move on to talking about the NC State game next week. So that'll be December 5th. We still don't know what the TV time is. Like, I've been refreshing the uh, ESPN website for probably the last 10 minutes, trying to see if the time has been updated, but no dice. <laughs> um, just to recap where NC State has been, they are 7-3, and 6-3 three, and three in conference. Let's talk about their last two games really quick because I think that sort of sets the tone of where they've been recently. 15 to 14 win versus Liberty. 36, the aforementioned 36 to 29 win over Cuse that was only a win over Cuse because of the spike on fourth and one from the orange. Yeah. This team is weird. And I, I don't know how I feel about them in general, honestly. I think they are I, – I don't think they're as good as their record indicates, especially if you take those last two, last two games as gospel here. Yeah, they're not a team trending in the right direction. And I think we've seen that – now. It, it was just refreshing to see that we could – score 56 points like if we put up 56 points again i think we win this game is that something we're likely to do Mm, not so much yeah just just to give our listeners a more nuance here nc state is 52nd overall in sp plus uh with the 47th ranked offense 56th ranked defense and 22nd ranked special teams contrast uh georgia tech is 66 Seventh overall in SP plus, uh, 66th overall offense, 64th overall defense, and 120th overall special teams. So, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, if you're just looking at the ranks there, and I, and I didn't look at the raw numbers that, that Bill usually provides, if you're just looking at the ranks there, you can see that they are – they're well-rounded, I would say. Obviously, you see that defensive rank is is a bit lower than the offensive rank. But when you're talking about a difference of nine ranks, I feel like you don't have a lot of change in that in that space um, between the quality 
there. Um, I think I think this is an evenly matched game. Uh, our but our friends in the desert, as they like to say, sort of disagree. I should probably plug yeah. the line here um, because you know I'm a good podcaster. Uh, Vegas has NC State by seven uh, with the over under at sixty three and a half. Um, yeah, over under and the line. I don't know if I'm convinced of either of those, particularly being maybe not doable is the right word, but I'm thinking more of like a like a 28-24 kind of game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I think it'll I think be tight. I think it's within – seven points is – see, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing, right? Because if you look at the S&P Plus prediction, it's NC State minus, minus 5.7, or NC State by 5, 5.7, my bad. Um, and then FPI says NC State uh, – uh, win probability is around seventy percent. I know I said earlier, not not in the bro- in the podcast, but earlier in the writers' room, I feel safer taking Tech plus ten. But but thinking it over and looking at the stats that we have in front of us, I'm leaning more towards like a like a Tech Tech close, like you said, four points feel safe. I mean, SP Plus has it at six points. Maybe I'd, I'd go for five points, something something like that. I I think NC State's rankings and their, you know, all of their metrics are buoyed a lot by having Devin O'Leary play quarterback for much of the season. But he, I, as far as I know, it's he's he's injured and he's he's out for the season. And Bailey Hockman has been decent, but he hasn't been all that amazing in relief. Um, and, and also if you're giving up a lot of points and, and a win, a shot at a win to, to Syracuse, um, and, and I, I say this knowing full well that tech lost to Syracuse, um, I, it's tough for me to buy into that. Right. Yeah. I think, I think you're right to, to be tough to buy into that too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. I want to let you get. Yeah, it's it's just, and I know we've slowed the slowed the pace of the podcast down, but I I just want to get my numbers in while I can. Um, well, okay, please continue to do so because I'm doing something in the background that is going to be my final point on NC State. So uh, <laughs> so get, get all okay, your. Okay, let me out. let me vamp let me vamp about some numbers here. So. Uh, NC State's offense, uh, in, in a lot of the metrics that we look at when we talk about offenses um, at, at, on an advanced level, is pretty consistently mediocre. Uh, we're talking about uh, an EPA per play of 0.009. Effectively zero, that's ranked uh, 61st in the nation out of 127 teams. We're talking about a success rate of 38.3%. Uh, that's ranked 77th in the nation. Um, EPA per rush, 0.001, 60th in the nation. Uh, EPA per pass, 0.019, that's 67th in the nation. They are very, if you look at the, these expected points metrics, 
Um, and, and just to clarify, when we, when we talk about these on a per play basis, let's say um, NC State is averaging something like 60, point, 60 plays a game. Um, it's 60 times the EPA per play, 0 0.009. Um, you, you do the math out there, and that's effectively how many, play, how many points that they're gaining based on their effectiveness and their efficiency during the game. Um, or they're expected to have gained based on their effectiveness and efficiency during the game. And by and large, NC State has been a very middle-of-the-road offense. Now, that being said, yeah. so has Georgia Tech. I don't have Georgia Tech's numbers in front of me, but so is Georgia Tech. So I'm not – this is why I'm saying this is sort of – and I'm going to bring back the crabs in a bucket metaphor from earlier – this is why I think that this game is going to be close. You have two on paper, very, very evenly matched teams. I think the only place where I would see uh, like a, something that we should look out for is if you look at NC State's defense, um, they're ranked 38th in the nation and EPA allowed per rush. Um, I'm not going to read out the number because at this point, the number is, is, is meaningless without context and sort of aggregation. But that is the only rank in their in their like efficiency metrics here that is not in the the, the like the fifty to sixty range that quote unquote zone of mediocrity, um, right? So that's that's I think the key. If if Tech can still run the ball effectively, like they did versus Duke, but do it again versus NC State, I think they have a good sh shot at success um, in Raleigh. Yeah, I uh, I would tend to agree, um, and I, I think the in Raleigh part is something that I would like to uh, touch on here. Um, oh boy! In the background, I don't know if you've heard my clicking and whatnot, but I've been doing some digging. So I have this very selective history. Um, uh, Inform not information. Um, it, it throw out cross country, throw out track. If you just look at what I want you to look at, I can I can spin our um, complete and utter domination of NC State into a reason why we could never lose this game. Um, oh I'm start boy! With women's I'm gonna start with women's tennis. Akshay, I want you to guess how many times we played. NC State women's tennis since 1997. Uh, 16 times. 16, lost twice. Since 1997, okay. to okay. NC State. Close enough. Yeah, um, it is very close. Um, now let's talk, say, men's basketball. Um, what's our record against them since 19? Let's go 1990. You're, no, you're digging here. Let's let's do football first. 1995. So our last 15 games against them. 
In football, we've lost yeah. at least once. We've lost once. We've lost twice. We've lost three times. We are 12-3 and three in our last 15 football games against NC State. One of those was a Russell Wilson game in, in 2011, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, yes, you are, you are correct there. Um, we've played them in basketball three, four, five, six, seven times uh, since the 2015, since your freshman year of college. You played them seven times. How many times? Wow, that's actually more than I expected. Um, I know we swept NC State one year. We we swept NC State a couple times while I've been at while I was at Tech, but I I want to say we had dropped at least two. Um, you're wrong, actually. Um, uh, we have only dropped one of the last seven Whoa. against NC State, and I also found this. This is a little more unrelated. You know, NC State since 1950 is our third most played opponent in basketball after Clemson and Georgia. I didn't. Um, that's small weird i don't know how that works yeah Yeah, i I have uh, no idea how that works i couldn't tell you about that one um also in uh in baseball i believe we have won actually no that's not good let's not look at baseball (laughs) never mind Uh, you're picking and choosing here get to the get to the point get Um, to the get to the climax here the, the point is if you want to select your windows, um, very Georgia carefully, Tech, you might add. Very carefully. Don't look at swimming. In fact, turn far away from that and cross country. Um, but if you look at basically every other sport, volleyball, I believe we have won uh, six of the last seven against them. Um, point is, in football, baseball, men's basketball, um, women's basketball, I believe, were three of the last four, so that's decent. Um, You're is, really cherry-picking your stats here today. We bro. are. We are. Um, but Georgia Tech has seen success against NC State that we haven't seen against any other school um, in sports that I think our fans pay a lot of attention to. Um, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to say that cross-country and track and swimming are ones that they do and i don't know it it feels good to be on the uh we have unreasonable we have unreasonably frustrated another fan base um so kevin keats is not a winner that's all i gotta say kevin keats didn't he just score 24 points in a basketball game last year or was that two years ago already Kevin Keats is the coach of NC State basketball. Yeah, I know. Didn't his team only score like 24 points in a basketball game like last year? Or was that two years ago? I don't ago? know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not up to date on my college basketball memes. How dare you? This is a this is supposed to be a meme-based podcast. Actually, is it? I don't think so. But um, I don't know. You were the one that tried to do the relentless positivity meme today. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the, 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 the comedy to you. Oh, gosh. Why would you do that? That's not... That's yeah, I know. I'm already regretting this decision. Um, anyway, I think we've exhausted our horrible heckling or something. Ugh. I don't know. Anyways. I think the refs got a lot of love on on uh, Saturday night. I think they really appreciated it. Yeah, uh, my mom told me to stop booing because she could hear me in the camera that was closest to the rec club. So 
Oops. That is very, very funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think uh, I think we have exhausted our, our time for this evening. Any other cherry pick stats that you want to share before we sign off here? Oh, yeah. We're uh, three of four against uh, against uh, the Wolfpack in men's tennis since I've gotten to college. <laughs> there. That's what I got. Oh, my God. I got I got <laughs> nothing. We will. The math can't uh, lie. The math can't lie. If I make it tell the story I want it to, nobody can stop me. Congrats! You're now a Big J journalist. That's uh, that's what they tell me, right? That's uh, that's what you get, you know. Uh, oh, well. Woodruff School of Mechanical Journalism. <laughs> that's just a computer that's going to write my stories for me someday. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. All right, sports fans, we will see you next week, hopefully, once we get a kickoff time. Uh, Stay safe and uh, enjoy your Georgia Tech sports. No jackets.